the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan's big electric switch. Scrappage is now available on your old car when you switch to a 100% electric Nissan Leaf. As always, on a Tuesday at this time, after six o'clock, we have a series of down to earth. And uh, Cara, Dr. Cara Gustenberg, our resident environmental scientist here on the hard shoulder, and of course, lecturer in UCD, um, is here to talk today about a different aspect of biodiversity. It's bug-eyed about the unnoticed apocalypse. It sounds like a new movie coming to town. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually about 41% of our 1 million known insect species globally are now facing extinction. But <laughs> who cares about bugs, <laughs> says Ivan. Cara, OK, explain to me, first that. of all, what's happening. Well, I, I saw this headline coming out of CNN about this insect apocalypse, or some media headlines are calling it the unnoticed apocalypse, because, of course, we don't notice all these creepy crawlies ar- around us. We try and ignore them. And um, it, it's not really the, the kind of term you'd expect a scientist or an ecologist to use. So I wanted to look into, are we actually having an insect apocalypse? Um, and, I, and I guess it really depends on, on how you would define an apocalypse, which tends to be defined as a, a catastrophic, a yeah, yeah, a catastrophic event. There's no quantification of this. Um, so, so are insects becoming extinct to the point that this is a catastrophic event for us? Um, and it is, it is pretty shocking when you look at the numbers. So bugs actually make up 70% of all our animal species in the world. They're called the small creatures. That includes uh, aquatic animals, everything. it includes birds, it includes humans, yep. it includes 70%. everything. 70%. They're the world's, of most, species. Yeah, world's okay. most abundant and species-diverse animal group. They're called the small creatures that run the world because they actually are responsible for pollinating three-quarters of the crops that, that we grow and that humans require. They also control other pests. They have help with nutrient cycling in soils, so we need them for soil fertility. So we're, we're actually very dependent on insects, though maybe we don't realize it. Um, and, and they're the food source for 60% of our bird species. So we're seeing bird species declining too as a result of the, this, this insect decline uh, in addition to other reasons. And ultimately what this means for humans is that if, if we lose all of these insect species that we depend on for pollination, we have to start hand pollinating. So this potentially means that our, our food production uh, gets, gets much more expensive in China now. They're they're hand pollinating their apple crops because they don't have enough pollinators to do it. Uh, so that raises the price of food for the rest of us. So um, if if you go to kind of big global populations like China and so on, and basic uh, f- feeding needs, will it impact on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking about how do you, is this really an apocalypse? How do you define it? Well, you know, if, if insects are responsible for pollinating two-thirds of our crops and what we're talking about now is a 40% decline in insects, that's ultimately a 30% decline in food production, really, if you if you want to play it out. So is that catastrophic? Well, it is when we have a growing global population that we need to feed. Okay. So, um, just, just give us a little bit more detail on the extent of the problem. So, we in Ireland have not been measuring to the extent of the rest of the world. So, where we're, we're really starting to see the data coming out is places like Germany, where they've been measuring their protected areas for over 30 years. And they're, they're starting to, to re- publish uh, results from that of up to 75% decline in flying insects in their 60 uh, protected areas over the last 30 years. Uh, they did a 10 year study recently where they were looking at uh, decreases of 40% insect biomass in their forests. And, 
and a, and a, a decrease of only one third of insects remaining in their grassland sites. So even in their protected areas, which which we think are safe from human intervention, we're seeing massive declines. And actually, this September, the German government, for the first time, announced a, an action plan specifically to protect insects, uh, which included banning uh, glyphosate, the weed killer, and and uh, even talking about potentially banning leaf blowers, which they say are very harmful to, to insect populations. And there, I suppose there'd be no reason to believe that Germany would be out of line with the rest of Europe. They just measure it better. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing the same thing in places like Britain. So um, since 1968 to 2007, they've measured a 28% decline in moths. Since 1850, they've had 23 bee and wasp species become extinct. So all over the world, we're seeing examples of this. But again, it's down to monitoring. And, and that's where we're, when you're lacking information, it's kind of hard to know uh, how to respond to this but, apocalypse. Okay, let, let's just take... Uh, if the, I see there in America that there are five bumblebee species and it's going to shrink. Could it be like the squirrel, though? There was a red squirrel and there was a grey squirrel and now the... Grey squirrel has done the red squirrel out of business. But you know what? We still got squirrels. Yeah. Like, in other words, the fact that there's still going to be bees and blue bottles and moths and so on, yeah. there mightn't be the same diversity of so, Like, do they not do the function? So, this is the, the interesting thing on these studies. Some of them measure total biomass of insects and they report a decline in insects. And actually, others measure specific species. And what they found is specific, specialized species that have a real role to play, particularly in pollination or something that no other species can do. They're declining very rapidly, whereas other species like cockroaches and hoverflies are actually increasing. So do we need more cockroaches and hoverflies? Actually, we don't. Uh, we, so we do the bad the, ones yeah, are so the, the ones. The bad ones are doing, the generalized species are, are doing, are, some of them are doing well, but overall, there's still an, an overall decline. I'm sorry, are you blaming this on climate change or what are you blaming it on? It's a mix. So uh, habitat loss and conversion to intensive agriculture and urbanization seems to be the, the thing that most scientists are blaming it on. But of course, uh, climate change is contributing to that and pesticide and fertilizer use is also contributing to that. So the, the ecologists that are measuring this are really calling for radical action on, on agriculture and land use policy in particular. But interestingly, last week, The Guardian reported that uh, light pollution could be another thing that we haven't been measuring because obviously ecologists, like everybody else, they don't what like... What is light pollution? So um, that's actually... Public the, street lighting? Yeah, street lighting or Christmas lighting oh, or outdoor I'm, lighting. Oh, well, you're not well, going to tell no, me it turns that the, out, the, the lights on the outskirts of Enniscorthy Town yeah, are killing the flies. It turns out, I mean, you have to know this, you've seen moths flying around light bulbs um, you know, yeah. to their death. So so actually insects are very dependent on light. It's it's something that they haven't evolved to adapt to light pollution uh, in the same way that they But going back to my council days, one of the things that should be asked over could you get us a few streetlights? It's a it's a death trap. It's a hazard to be walking those country roads without lights. And you're saying I know. Well, well, what the, what these scientists are saying is, look, we do need lights for for safety and lots of other reasons. So it's not saying get rid of all lighting, but actually we could be thinking uh, more intelligently about our lighting and how it, it affects insects. So we could be uh, doing more motion sensor lighting now with LED, LED technology. We have the opportunity to change the the color of the lighting so that it doesn't impact insects as much. Uh, so we could be considering them. And we haven't been considering insects because actually ecologists, like everybody else, tend to like to work during the day. So nobody's really been looking at how do insects behave at night and how does light pollution throw them off. But it's certainly that's something that we in our gardens should be taking into consideration, perhaps not keeping lights on all the time in our gardens to make them look pretty. So let's look at Ireland then. Let's in look terms at of, Ireland. I, 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 I could understand uh, 
where there's drastic climate change. I could understand where there's extensive urbanisation, where there's different agricultural policies that maybe use more sprays and chemicals than we do in Europe. But is the story that bad? bad I mean, I saw it like in my bedroom in an escorty an old fly going around. I mean, like they're in the <laughs> middle of winter. I mean, like I had to kill it. The, the point I'm trying to <laughs> make fly to you, exactly, not an indication of All a right. healthy ecosystem. But nice try there. I mean, actually, the problem in Ireland is that since 2007 or before 2007, we we weren't monitoring this at all, and it's It's only with the creation of the National Biodiversity Data Center that we started this systematic monitoring, which is actually volunteer-led. So we what have they found? So we have a bumble uh, butterfly monitoring scheme, which has shown a a decline in the past ten years of two point six percent in our butterfly population, and that's slightly above the global average of one percent. And we have a bumblebee monitoring scheme, which has shown a decline over the last six years of three point seven percent, which is well above the the one percent global average. So we are on the path as the rest of the world world toward this uh, insect apocalypse, but we have only measured about 9% of our insect species. We have over 11,000 insect species and only 9%. So it could be worse. We just don't know. We just don't know. All right. What do you want us all to do about it this time? <laughs> well, I mean, the scientists are calling for radical action in land use policy. And there is, Don't eat meat. There is one, no, land use policy, which okay. is how we use our land more effectively. And there is one political party that is proposing a land use policy before the next election. But uh, NGOs are calling for all parties to have a land use policy. But actually, we have an opportunity to become citizen scientists and really engage in these monitoring programs through the National Biodiversity. Oh, you could volunteer to yeah, measure your yeah, species in and, your back garden. Yeah, and they very much need more people. So if you go to biodiversityireland.ie and Okay, and volunteer, at, citizen yeah, scientists, yeah. I get that. What and else? record biodiversity. And then actually, this is the big difference between climate change and biodiversity. So so with climate change, I often say, look, what we do at home, it doesn't make as much of a difference as big system changes. But with biodiversity, what we do in our gardens can make a big difference. And actually in the UK, they say if we combined all the gardens together, they would be bigger than all the national parks in the United Kingdom. So if we all did something in our gardens, we actually could help with this. So reconsider our light, our lighting, uh, not using leaf blowers. Which leaf blowers? Yes. Are you against them? Well, apparently, I they're... think they're the greatest waste of time of all time. <laughs> like you're either going to gather up the leaves <laughs> and put them away to decompose, blowing them from A to B or seems I to really, me a bit daft. I like what's sucking wrong them. with what's well, wrong with? Well, I mean, actually, leaf blowers, you're you're sucking up the insects. Sometimes you can kind of Hoover them up, or you're just blowing them out and damaging them and killing but you're them. You're against in the them. Well, the German government was talking about potentially banning them, so they are an impact. Um, being less tidy in our gardens in general is a good thing to do for biodiversity. I'm all for being less tidy in my garden. Let the grass grow long. <laughs> Let the grass grow longer. I don't, don't cut want it shabby looking. Don't tell me no. you're a neat freak, the, No, 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 I'm not. No, but I like <laughs> I have staff to do these things. Oh. I mean, like for heaven's sake. All right, okay. Um, grow, grow plants? Growing plants that attract pollinators and you can go to the All-Ireland Pollinator Plan to, to see what's good to grow and, and, and how to make things like bug hotels or nesting sites for pollinators um, and going chemical free. We shouldn't be using chemicals in our garden. There's no need for it. So there's lots of things you can do at home. You're saying to dig a, dig a, dig a, uh, a pond well, and have a bug hotel. Yeah, yeah. Well, sounds well, like <laughs> a lot of work. Where can you get information? Is it the biodiversity so, crowd? Yeah, biodiversity, national biodiversity. Will that tell you how to get a bug hotel? And Yeah, the All Ireland Pollinator Plan will give you lots of tips for this too. All right, all right, okay. Build a bug hotel, uh, turn out the lights, get rid of your leaf blowers. Or get political, which is really my favourite one. (laughs) Have a land use policy. There we go. The hidden agenda (laughs) is out again. Right. My thanks, as always, to Dr. Cara Augustenberg, our resident environmental scientist, how them dare bugs are facing an apocalypse and how you can help. Thank you as always. Thank you.